Hi, and welcome to Bake Sale, the podcast featuring conversations with Kickstarter creators and their kid-friendly projects. I'm talking today with Anne Taralba, a.k.a. Little Miss Anne, Chicago-area musician who has recently started a project to kickstart her fourth kids' music CD, Follow Me. And so I'm going to be talking to her today about her life as a musician for families and the Kickstarter project itself. And so, Anne, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Stefan. You're welcome. And so the first thing I just wanted to ask is um, you mentioned in your Kickstarter video that you were uh, your parents were, were uh, born in the Philippines, but uh, they emigrated here to the U.S. when you were one year old. And so you, you mentioned that you grew up uh, loving the, the folk songs of the United States. But I'm curious, uh, did you ever sort of get a sense of uh, Philippine music growing up? Um, actually, uh, I actually was born in the United States, and they immigrated a year before I was born. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry. no, it's okay. I just want to clarify that because, um, actually, no, I've been pretty much immersed in American music, um, and unfortunately, growing up in a suburb that um, I wanted to be more American, so I never really. Uh, immerse myself in the music of the Philippines except the only thing I really have immersed myself in is really the food <laughs> so but uh you know we always kind of like fought when we were growing up we fought that and it wasn't until I was older that I really appreciated um being Filipino so I know that's this is a this is a large discussion in itself so no 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 uh, I understand but, so and I was going to say, you know, uh, my mom is actually German and my, my dad is actually Canadian. And so um, I think like you, I mean, if somebody were to ask me that same question, so did you sing lots of German music or Canadian music? Yeah, I suppose. Exactly. Um, <laughs> growing up. And, <laughs> and and the answer would be no, not really. I mean, you know, it's actually funny. It's sort of like I probably had a much more uh, influential upbringing related to Germany and say in food that I did in music. Uh, yeah, exactly. Food, food is the language of all, all cultures. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, fast forward. So you've been doing, uh, music for kids and families for nearly a decade. How did you, how did you get into that? Um, well, before I was a, a kindy musician, I was a special ed teacher and um I'm sorry that was my phone and um I would just bring my guitar to this the schools and play in with the kids with autism or I'd play play with uh kids in other classes for assemblies and um and then when I had my daughter I worked for like a couple years as a special ed teacher but I wasn't really feeling feeling it I felt like I was oppressing kids and not letting them um, express themselves. So I was kind of miserable, and I decided that I wasn't going to be a teacher anymore. So then I was like, what am I going to do? And I started just playing for kids in the neighborhood and families in the neighborhood. And then I started working at the Old Town School of Folk Music, which is the largest arts organization in the, the country. Wow. I, and, you know, yeah. I did not know that. It's Yeah, it's 
there's some technical like I don't know exactly the terminology, but it's it's one of the largest arts organization, if not the largest. It's something like that. So anyway, um, and then anyway, I had a, a parent that was um, working for the Land of Nod, and she kept pushing me to make a CD, and uh, she handed me the Elizabeth Mitchell CD, and I really connected with that. And then I just made a CD with my husband and not really knowing anything about that much about it. And um, it just got a, it got a pretty good reception. So then I just continued doing kids music since then. And that's pretty much the story. And so I, I'm curious, what was it? What was it about the Liz Mitchell CD that uh, resonated with you? Did it resonate with you as a parent or as a musician or both? And so I, how did that resonate? And then how did that yeah. sort of feed into what, how you make music? Well, that's such a good question. Mm-hmm. I really like the question. Um, because uh, I just actually saw Dan Zanes and Elizabeth Mitchell at Old Town School this weekend. And I got to sing up on stage with them. And, um, and I was just, it brings me back always to how vulnerable you are when you're uh, a parent with a young kid. And I think when you just have that rawness with the guitar or just the rawness of the voice, it, um, it just brings back a lot of um, that feelings of like when you're, I don't know, when you're younger, but... So for some reason, Elizabeth Mitchell's voice just she just does a lot for me as a parent and as a musician. It just brings out some really strong feelings and emotions, and I'm really happy because I talked to her after the concert, and I just enjoyed the concert so much. and And she um, said that she would be on my next CD, "Follow Me." So, oh. yeah, awesome. <laughs> But I have to really have to say, I tried to, we did a little recording in our basement with my husband and um, our fiddle player, our keyboard player too. And I'm always like just in awe of Elizabeth Mitchell's music. And he's always like, you're not Elizabeth Mitchell. You have to be your own person. And I am, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more, um, I play a little bit more rocking and, and I can't help but like just, go a little bit more you know crazy and she i'm trying to like bring it down and try and i'm like you're right i love elizabeth mitchell's music but again i have my own style and um and you know as as a musician you always are like oh i want to sound like this i want to sound like elliot smith or i want to sound like right. this but you know you end up sounding like yourself so right well you know and in, in the end sort of nobody's <laughs> If somebody really wanted to hear Elliot Smith or Elizabeth Mitchell, they would just go listen to exactly. Yeah. Them. Well, that's one thing. You know, I don't know. Hey, I invited you to this Windy Kinney Chicago Cooperative, and part of the reason I have been trying to build community is because I just feel like no matter if even if we all played, you know, "You Are My Sunshine," we would no one would sound the same. And I think there's enough, you know, kids and families in Chicago for as many kids musicians to, to play. So I don't feel, I feel like it's more important for us to build community than to have any sort of, um, you know, competition. So. Right. I mean, you know, there are, um, yeah, there are more opportunities or at least the, the trick is to create more opportunities than there are, um, folks to fill those opportunities. Yes. 
I mean, they're still very small, even as big as Chicago is. And um, there's so many exciting opportunities. There's still, we're still only like, you know, I don't know, 30 to 100 kids musicians. I, I'm not sure, but it's still a small amount of people who do it, even in the city of Chicago. So talking a little bit about the album that you are kickstarting for. So have you, how far are you along in terms of writing or possibly even uh, laying down some tracks for the album? Well, I have already pretty much written all the songs and I have to, um, I have to just kind of, I want to reach out a little bit and have get a little help with some, just some of the songwriting. But um, other than that, uh, we've played a lot of the songs at concerts. And so all we have to do is just go into the, you know, basically go and record it. So we haven't laid any tracks down yet, but um, we're very excited. And um, I'm kind of taking a little bit different approach than I have in the last three CDs. Um, I've always kind of done it backwards where I, we didn't get to really know the songs as much. And then we record, so we recorded it and then we ended up playing it live. And then I felt like we were getting to know the songs more, but I'm taking a different approach where I'm trying to play some of these songs live. So um, we get comfortable with the songs So I, and, then, I, and then record them. So how do you think, you have changed as a musician, either as a musician or a songwriter or however, from when you first recorded your music like nine years ago to, to today. How do you think? Well, I think because I'm not, uh, I mean, no one really plans to be a kid's musician when they're growing <laughs> up. You just kind of fall into it. And I really, you know, I've got my master's in education and I really have spent my life as uh, mostly as my adult life as a teacher. And so probably for the first four or five years that I was playing music, I didn't really um, own it. I didn't, because I didn't think I was a musician because I didn't study music. It was kind of a rogue thing. And it really wasn't until I was invited that first year to a kindy fest when we saw each other mm-hmm. that I started to embrace myself as a kid's musician um, I don't know if that's just, uh, you know, honestly, a lack of confidence, but as the years have got, gone on and I've gotten so many nice emails and so many nice conversations with parents and kids that my confidence has grown. And so a confidence that has helped the music a lot because now I have more focus and more um, of a motive. Cool. I don't know if that makes sense. No, <laughs> it, it does. And I think obviously the idea that some as you note, so, you know there nobody, or if if there are, there are very few people who who dream growing up of being a kid's musician. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's often something they fall um, into. Fall into, and you know, I mean, sometimes they fall into it and they realize, you know, sort of fairly quickly that it's what they were meant to do, and sometimes they decide that it's not. But you know, obviously, there are times when people are like. I don't know if this is me. And it sort of takes, it takes a while to sort of figure out that and their role in that. And so, yeah, that's, that's true I'm of probably figured, a lot of things. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy that I figured out something that I love to do and that 
people seem to enjoy. And so I'm happy that I was able to find that in my life with my husband too, because he plays the drums and does the artwork. So that's all, that's nice that we get to share that together. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I'm looking at your Kickstarter page and I will note, I mean, if you search on little miss Anne, you can certainly on the Kickstarter page, you can certainly find it. I will definitely have a link of course, to this project in the show notes for this particular episode. But, uh, the, uh, Rewards are some fairly, I guess, common rewards. If you look at a lot of uh, music uh, projects, there's a, for five dollars you can get the CD download of the album. For ten bucks, you can get the signed CD, and you know there are increased levels beyond that. One of the pledge levels, though, that caught my eye was the one hundred and seventy-five dollar mm-hmm. level pledge, which was uh, it's where you pledge one hundred and seventy-five bucks and uh, and will go and sing for a child at a Chicago hospital. So is this, which I think is a really cool pledge. Yeah. Uh, if somebody's I'm hoping people pledge, you know, do that too. Cause uh-huh. I want to do it. <laughs> and, and so do you do that on a, uh, I don't want to say on a regular basis, but, uh, do you occasionally go into to hospitals and, and perform for kids there? Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you know, they opened this beautiful hospital in Chicago called Lurie uh, Children's Hospital, and I have played at, at that. And, um, you know, as a kids musician, I get asked a lot to um, to play uh, charities. And I felt that I needed, um, this year I felt that I needed a specific charity to really focus my attention. And so pediatric cancer is where what I my causes or what my focus is. And I just did a, a free concert and we just raised a thousand dollars for St. Jude's research hospital. Um, so I, I do, I do try to do um, a couple, I try to give back basically. Uh, I feel like I've gotten so much from music and um, so many people have supported me. Um, I haven't not, I've not, not been busy since I started this field and uh, and I, and so I appreciate it, and I want to give back, basically. And so, um, is that? Did I answer your question. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That it, yeah. it does. Or uh, a follow up question related to that is, uh, how do you, how do you prepare for that sort of show? I mean, you know, which is, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, the kids are. Tr- uh, you know, kids are kids and, you know, hopefully they're, they're happy, but, you know, there is obviously the sort of this difference between you playing at a, at a food truck festival or, yeah. you know, at, you know, or wherever yeah. on. Well, I, you know, uh, um, well, music is really healing. I really believe that music is healing. Um, I don't really want, you know, want to go way into it myself, but I, I'm my, myself, I am a survivor myself cancer and so I music has has always been really important to me and has has healed is very healing to me and I really believe that you know music is can be just as powerful I wouldn't say as medicine but like I wouldn't say don't take your medicine but (laughs) I, I really believe that if they had music in hospitals and for adults and the elderly and children um, access to music. They always have a TV that pe- people can watch, but they never have like 
like what you have on an airplane, like headphones where you have different stations. Or, you know, I just really feel that. And so that's why uh, when I go to play for the kids, I, you know, smiling and the joy that I see, it's, you know, I don't try to think of this, the sadness of it all. I try to think of the, you know, the joy that it brings and that, that it could be healing. Not to get all new agey on you. No, no, no. Well, and, you know, uh, our daughter was, had to spend a, a couple days at a kid's hospital yeah. last year uh, for a fairly relatively minor thing, I think. Um, and it so happened that there was uh, somebody, uh, a musician who was not from uh, the area he was uh, touring, um, I happened to be playing, and so there was that. Oh wow, that's there's a musician in my room, playing yeah. whatever, whatever song I want to hear, and so I, that was sort of unique. And but I like the idea of you know even if because obviously it would be hard to have musicians coming through constantly, but you know yeah. just just the idea of having headphones or even if it were like a, a music channel on the TV, where you might be able to select from you know say a dozen different. Uh, genres it seems like that would be that certainly couldn't hurt and would probably help certainly some uh kids or patients in particular well at least like brighten someone's spirits i mean music not everyone connects with music but i think a lot of people do and at least it might not i mean to have a good positive attitude i think that music does help change the mood for a lot of people so i mean even at a play you know like with your own your own kids, I mean, sometimes you know you can it, they can be all, all grouchy, or, and you put a certain CD in, and it just changes changes the mood in the car or wherever. So, but um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's been great. And the next, um, I'm doing concert a holiday concert for Ch- Children's Advocacy Center. That's you know we try to we try to do that one um, also. But um, that's more of a, a favor to a neighbor. But that's a really good organization, too, that we do charity concerts for. Great. But I do like, my favorite, though, is, you know, I do like playing somewhere with, you know, uh, a bar or a theater <laughs> that there's actual sound system uh, to bring it back to my, you know, ticketed concerts and the concerts that um, people come out to see. So I enjoy those, too. <laughs> so what's... Uh, and, and, you know, if for, uh, political reasons, I understand if you don't want to answer this, but what's your favorite place to play in Chicago? Oh, um, I, uh, I was actually asked that the other, um, recently by a Chicago parent and I had to rack my brain and I have to say, I'm going to say two, can I say two? Sure. <laughs> okay. Old town where I work, I, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful, um, a hall. It's a wonderful concert venue. Um, it's just, it's large, but it's intimate. And the other one is called The Hideout. Have you heard of The Hideout? I've, I've um, probably heard of just from yeah. like you and maybe some other <laughs> kids musicians. Yeah. yeah, it's a great place. It's, it's uh, you know, we live in this big city, Chicago, but it looks like, you know, like a Wisconsin bar. It's like in the middle of like a hip neighborhood, though. And, and, and the yeah. thing is, I know exactly. I know exactly sort of how Wisconsin bar sort of strikes up a very specific image in my mind. <laughs> oh, it is that exactly. It's what you're thinking, you know. And um, they have uh, 
they have this really great black party called the Hideout Black Party, and a lot of people have play there, like the Wilco and um, Mavis Staples and you know Swell Season. Anyway, it's a it's a wonderful venue, but it's you know it's not fancy at all. It's just you know as I said, you're getting your PBR and. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it's it's a great venue. But there's so many. The wonderful thing about Chicago is there's so many places to play. I mean, um, playing at believe it or not, Bloomingdale's downtown with um, on Saturday. Wow. And uh, you know, I've, I've played at like the Land of Nod, and when they had me play there, they said, "Oh, we thought there was going to be like 20 people there," and there, you know, there was uh, over 100 people there, and people are realizing that you know music brings people out and it's you know a great event to have in their um location no matter what it is so i'm playing some just different more untraditional gigs you know than i have in the past so which i uh, think is a good thing i mean i think that even just sort of people walking by oh well that's uh that's that's somebody playing for kids. What are all those? What are all those yeah. kids doing there? Yeah, and you know how expensive kids are, so it's like it's great when it's a free show and you know it brings people in and people people love free music. So Good. that's it. So that I, I'll tell you how that goes. After. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. So I haven't played it yet. But I'm sure it'll be fun. So uh, looking ahead, how uh, how long? Do you think it'll be before your album is ready? Um, well, I'm trying to say a longer period of time than what I think it might be. So I am going to say September of 2014. I know that sounds long, but um, we'll just pretend it's like an engagement or like having a baby <laughs> or something. Just a year. A year. <laughs> yeah, a year. Um and it could, it, you know, possibly because they're they're more ready than I have been in the past. So I think it could be it could be shorter. So hopefully. Well, well, and certainly one of the things that I've certainly come to appreciate as uh, as I've sort of spent time in this kids music kindy world is that it it does take a lot of, you know, you can obviously get out an album very quickly if yeah. if that's your goal. But it is also, it does not take a lot of effort to spend more time, you know, just in terms of recording and, you know, okay, well, I, you know, oh, we have an opportunity to get a, a guest artist. And so it, you know, or, um, and yes, then sort of yeah. once you get all those tracks in, then, you know, the, the mixing and the mastering, uh, that can take a lot of time. And then sort of, uh, the the design of the of the packaging itself and the cd yeah. itself and then sort of getting all your ducks in a row to you know regardless of whether or not you have a a pr person just sort of think okay when am i going to release this and how am <clears throat> i going to in fact if you don't have a pr person it takes just as much time because then you have to sort of think about okay how am i going to get this record out to to be for sale and how am i going to get it out for people to uh hear it or or maybe review it or what have you so i i certainly <laughs> september does not if you had asked me 10 years ago yeah i'm i'm i've got most of the songs written and i'm hoping to have an album released a year from now that would yeah. strike me as incredibly long and now it's yeah. like uh you know she's she's just hedging her bets just a bit it, you know <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um 
I go through a range of emotions, you know, throughout that time, whether it's nine months or a year, because you just, it seems like such a mountain in front of you when you have all these ideas. But um, I like, I love the process. I, I just really enjoy the process of recording. Um, I enjoy playing out and I enjoy lots of aspect of music, but recording is its own, satis- you know, you get your own satisfaction from that in a different way. Gratification, I guess, is the word. So I'm excited for it. Good. Well, Anne, uh, I've enjoyed talking with you. Uh, best of luck here on the Kickstarter campaign. If listener, Many listeners may know where to find you, but for those who need a reminder or those who don't, um, where, where are the best one or two websites to find you? Sure. You can go to littlemissanne.com or you can go to um, Little Miss Anne. Facebook page or Hi Little Miss Ann Twitter, Twitter um, page. So, but thank you so much for um, talking with me today. I appreciate it. And I, throughout this whole uh, interview, I've been like, I want to ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> <laughs> So. Well, see, so, so here's where, uh, so you, uh, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll have like some sort of follow-up where you, we'll have like a guest bake sale thing and you can ask me questions. Okay. That sounds good. Um, to- yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to set that up. So, okay. uh, sounds so great. great. Uh, again, I, I, I appreciate very much, uh, you talking to me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it too. And have a great day. Thanks. So, okay. And listeners, uh, as always, if you have any questions, please please feel free to shoot me an email, zooglobal at earthlink.net. If you listen via iTunes, you can rate and review this podcast. It always helps to increase the visibility of these podcasts. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Bye.